welcome. This is the Kelly's Astrology Podcast, where you can find insight, guidance, and understanding through astrology. I'm Kelly, and I'll be your host. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Kelly's Astrology Podcast. In today's show, I'll be talking about the recent sign change by Mercury, who has moved into Virgo for an extended transit. I'll also share a few insights about the full moon in Aquarius, which is happening on August 1st. Before I do, I wanted to share a quick reminder that my next online astrology course starts on August 7. It's all about how to talk about challenging aspects with friends or clients. In this course, you'll learn how to identify a challenging aspect using ideas from ancient astrology, and I'll share some keywords and concepts to help you understand how these aspects can show up in real life. You'll also gain a deeper appreciation for the way planets interact, plus learn new phrases and statements to help you talk about things that might be challenging in a chart. So if that's of interest, I hope you'll join me for the live cohort starting on August 7th. So with that brief message out of the way, let's take a look at the full moon coming up on August 1st. Now that full moon is at nine Aquarius. It will be at its strongest on August 2nd if you're in Australia, but Tuesday, August 1st in most other locations. So the full moon is in Aquarius. Uh, It's at nine degrees of Aquarius and it's quite close to a special fixed star known as Altair. Altair is around two degrees Aquarius and the full moon is around nine Aquarius. And so, you know, if we're using orbs, we might be like, that's a little bit of a big orb and that's fair enough. But I'm thinking about this visually and the idea of sort of seeing the moon being bright and, you know, one of the stars in the relatively near part of the sky is going to be Altair. So Aquarius is a sign that reminds us of our humanity our social needs, and the power of our intellect. So themes to do with connection and belonging, as well as technology, are likely to be highlighted under this full moon in Aquarius. Now, with the full moon in Aquarius, you might crave connection with a community of like-minded people, or you might focus on spending time with a group or social crew that you're part of. This is a really interactive full moon. It is definitely not about going solo or being alone. It is about being with people, uh, connecting, communicating, all of those lovely air sign themes. So that's a little bit about Aquarius in general. Let me tell you a little bit about this star Altair. It is one of my favorite fixed stars to work with. It is the alpha or brightest star in the constellation of Aquila the Eagle. And this star describes uh, a few things. It's associated with this concept of rising up or uh, literally like going up, but it's also connected to that concept of the bird's eye view. Like if you're on the back of a bird soaring high above the land or above your current life or place, you'd be getting that sort of all-encompassing bird's eye perspective. So when we have Altair activated, like it's going to be with this full moon, that idea of taking the big picture view, stepping back or looking at the wholeness, the bigness of something. Altair is also associated, it's a star that's associated with courage, boldness and bravery. 
So taking risks that honor your desire to improve or enhance your life and your existence can be part of this full moon plus Altair combination. Expressing your ideas is also important when Altair is prominent. And there are some people who have Altair prominent in their birth chart who've had really big ideas that have helped kind of shape humanity throughout, you know, the ages. And so those big ideas, those kind of perspective shifting points of view are possible under this combination. And achievement with Altair comes through taking risks and through sticking with things. So we're going to have to get out of our comfort zone. This star is also useful or can be a little bit more fortunate when your efforts are directed towards improvements and progress that will benefit others, not just for yourself. So we do get a little bit of that social community, collective uh, innovation and progress. You know, how can we move forward as a a group rather than just I'm doing this for my own success, if you like. So there's some of the themes that you can keep in mind uh, under this full moon in Aquarius that is near Altair. And so those themes of Altair are likely to be activated by this full moon because the full moon is sort of in that nearby part of the sky. But separate or in addition to the Aquarius full moon themes and the Altair themes, there is another planet that is making a big contribution in terms of energy and influence under this full moon, and that is Jupiter in Taurus. And the reason for this is that the full moon will be square to Jupiter in Taurus. So the full moon is at nine Aquarius, which means the sun is at nine Leo, and Jupiter will be forming the square angle from its place at 13 Taurus. And so the energy of Jupiter is a huge part of this full moon as well. So Jupiter in Taurus is going to bring an expansive and really big quality. We know that things get kind of bigger and brighter under the full moon anyway. And when we add in Jupiter, we're getting this kind of double big or sort of extra large kind of size uh, scope or quality. So under this full moon square Jupiter, feelings are growing. Feelings are getting bigger. Your ideas are developing and may be ready to be shared. You know, so there is this sense of like releasing or coming to fullness, coming to fruition. And there is sort of a big impact or a big statement or a bold choice with Jupiter in the mix. A square angle like this with the sun and moon both square to Jupiter, that creates what I always think about as this stretching kind of vibe. If you imagine an elastic that is really being kind of stretched or pulled at, you know, that is the kind of energy that I always think about with these squares to Jupiter. So you might feel pulled in multiple directions at once. You know, the sun is square Jupiter, the moon is square Jupiter. We're at this peak moment of the full moon and Jupiter is in the mix. So it's all happening at once. The full moon might bring this very busy and very abundant, you know, life is sort of so full, it's overflowing quality. And as a result of that, you might be juggling a variety of tasks or events in a short space of time. So one expression of this full moon square Jupiter is that a lot happens in a 24 hour period. That'll be mostly Tuesday. I think for most of us, it might spill over a little bit into Wednesday as well. Now, with Jupiter in aspect to the full moon, that can enhance or amplify the insight and the awareness that we would typically get under a full moon. 
So there's lots of wisdom and lots of understanding that's available under this full moon in Aquarius. And that might lead to a series of realizations over the course of the day or two surrounding the full moon, thinking Tuesday, Wednesday here. So realizations, understanding, wisdom, sort of figuring out how things fit together. And when you see that kind of holistic point of view, then it makes things make sense and you've got a better understanding of how you want to move forward. So inspiration and perspective is part of it, but that fullness of just having a lot all at once is also in the mix with this full moon square Jupiter. I think the news headlines are going to be really interesting, very forward looking, very visionary. Uh, So keep an eye on those over the couple of days of this full moon as well. Now, this full moon is in Aquarius, which is an air sign. So there is going to be lots of mental energy as well. Your mind might be buzzing with ideas. You might make a number of decisions all at once, or you might find yourself diving into a a learning, writing, or a community project. So there is this real sense of wanting to go all in, make that commitment, go after something. You know, with Jupiter in the mix of this full moon, adventure and purpose seem like they are worth taking the risk for. So that's something to keep in mind. I think it's there is this undertone of excitement. And even though it's going to feel like a stretch, there's this desire to say yes or to kind of have that go big or go home. You know, if we're going to do it, we're going all in. We're going to make it the fullest, biggest version of the thing. And then that's going to fill us up. It's going to inspire us and it's going to give us lots of memories for the future. So let me know how this full moon is showing up in your chart and and in your life via the comments below. I also wanted to share a little about Mercury in Virgo because Mercury has just moved into Virgo and that is going to be a huge part of the next couple of months. So Mercury is in Virgo from July 28th to October 5th. So a little over two months. And that is a much longer than usual stay by Mercury. Mercury usually powers through each zodiac sign in about two to three weeks. So to get more than two months with Mercury in one sign, one house in our chart, we're really going to have a lot of time to connect with all the facets of Mercury in Virgo. So this extended Mercury in Virgo cycle, cycle, of course, is happening because Mercury is going to be retrograde. And so the next Mercury retrograde will run from August 23 to September 14. So that's sort of in the middle of this longer Mercury in Virgo vibe that we've got coming up. So between Mercury in Virgo for an extra long time and Venus in Leo doing its retrograde dance for an extra long time, the next couple of months, August, September, are really defined by Mercury in Virgo and Venus in Leo. And that's a little unusual because these planets are usually changing signs more often than they are at the moment. So when they're spending longer in one sign and one house, one part of our chart, one part of our life, we're going to spend a little longer dealing with things that we normally address quickly and move on from. So be prepared to kind of settle in to some topics and areas of life and really go over and over them with a fine tooth comb. So how can you make the most of Mercury and Virgo, given that it's going to be such a big part of the next couple of months? So first off, I want you to understand that Mercury in Virgo is an excellent placement for organizing, for practical planning, and for problem solving. 
Mercury in Virgo represents attention to detail. It brings high level analytical and strategic thinking, and it can bring inspiration and support to help you manage the many logistics, scheduling, planning, all those kinds of things of everyday life. Mercury in Virgo is also a great placement for clear, factual thinking and making practical choices. So Mercury in Virgo is really encouraging you to focus on the facts, the data, and the information, and to make your choices and plans from there. So it's less interested in the feelings, in the memory, in the mood. You know, we hold those uh, more emotional qualities for water signs and planets like the moon. With Mercury in Virgo, a dry placement, it's very no muss, no fuss. This is what can work scheduling-wise or logistically. This is what can't work. So that's how we're going to move forward. If there's anything that you need to organize to clear out, if you need to declutter something, if you need to streamline or simplify anything, your space, your schedule, a whole host of things, you know, Mercury and Virgo loves to make improvements and loves all of those kinds of activities. So projects to do with clearing out, decluttering, organizing, these are going to be the best kinds of projects and tasks to spend time on in the next couple of months. I'm really thinking about this extended Mercury and Virgo cycle as a chance to do a little bit of a deeper spring clean type stuff. You know, whether that's sorting through cupboards and wardrobes or going through the garage, or for us, it's the garden shed. And I tend to be a little bit of a paper hoarder. And so I've got a lot of shredding and decluttering and recycling of, you know, documents that we don't need anymore or papers that I kept for certain things that are now outdated. So all of that kind of deeper, you know, cleaning and organization project, this isn't the stuff that is the weekly, monthly, regular kind of cleaning, organizing, decluttering. This is a much deeper, much more thorough, you know, when I think about cleaning and I'm every day often just run the vacuum over the floors but I don't always put the special nozzle on the vacuum and go into the corners and I don't always wipe the baseboards down. But with this type of Mercury in Virgo, it's going to that like really detailed level of stuff that you might only clean or organize or uh, review once every year or two, you know, so it's, it's really going into that detailed level. It might be a little bit intense for some of you who don't think about things that way and that's okay. Mercury doesn't usually spend this much time in Virgo. So whatever level of organizing and decluttering and streamlining you usually manage, see if you could just take it up a, not a notch or three over these next couple of months. And then you can we can all revert back to our regular, uh, regular way of going about things. One other technical point about Mercury in Virgo is that this is the most functional placement for Mercury. So Mercury is technically both in rulership and exalted in Virgo. Mercury is the only planet who has a rulership and exaltation sign that are the same. So Mercury is especially effective and useful in Virgo. Now, Mercury in Virgo is very good at Mercury things and Virgo things. And so that's our attention to detail, our strategic planning, our really detailed problem solving. Uh, really understanding how small changes make a big difference. That is a great gift of Mercury and Virgo. And so even though there'll be a part of this extended Mercury and Virgo cycle that includes Mercury retrograde, it might be that even this specific Mercury retrograde has some particularly insightful and productive moments 
where you spot an issue that you hadn't noticed, like something that is, you know, throwing a spanner in the works. We're like, why doesn't this thing or this process work as well as it should? And this Mercury retrograde in Virgo can help you understand why. So this particular Mercury retrograde, because it's in Virgo, can help you make an important improvement or fix because it might reveal a little bit of a flaw in the system. As I mentioned, Mercury in Virgo is all about problem solving. So during this cycle, you can uncover or create solutions. You can get answers to problems. And that will be especially likely before the retrograde. So uh, right now until August 23rd. And then after the retrograde ends uh, in September. So the retrograde uh, of Mercury runs until uh, around the 14th of September. So in that second half, so the first three weeks of August and the second half of September, early October, that's going to be our best time for those solutions and those solves, you know, figuring them out or stumbling upon them. Mercury is also the planet of business deals, trade and negotiation. So a lot of economic matters are tied to Mercury in terms of the negotiation and the deals and the movement of money or goods. During this extended Mercury in Virgo transit, you might be focused on sorting out paperwork or dealing with the nuances of an agreement or contract. Mercury in Virgo is generally helpful for all kinds of paperwork and contractual matters. So even if you have to go back and forward in your negotiations to go over the terms and conditions or make sure everybody's clear on the fine print, you know, Mercury in Virgo is more than happy to kind of thrash out those, uh, that little nitty gritty of what are we exactly agreeing to and how are things going to unfold? And does everybody understand all of those uh, nuances? Now, as good as Mercury in Virgo has the potential to be and as much kind of productive, stabilizing, clear thinking and organizing energy that it has to offer, there are going to be some tricky or some slightly messy moments with Mercury in Virgo. And they're really tied to uh, two specific things which highlight three particular date periods. So the trickiest parts of Mercury in Virgo are likely to include the time frame when Mercury is opposite Neptune, as well as the days right around Mercury station retrograde and Mercury station direct. So with the way that I think about astrology, Mercury being retrograde in and of itself is not a huge barrier to doing Mercury things. However, the stations, which are the beginnings and the end of that retrograde, that's the most tricky period because that's when Mercury doesn't have any momentum. It isn't moving. It's really treading water or in a holding pattern. So those stations plus when Mercury is opposite Neptune, they're the dates that I think about as being most uh, potentially frustrating for Mercury and Virgo. So those three sets of dates are uh, August uh, 22nd to 24th. So the days right around when Mercury will station retrograde. Uh, the second date period is September 13 to 15, and that's around the time that Mercury will station direct. And then we're looking at around October 2nd, which is when Mercury now direct will oppose Neptune. So other than those few date periods, the rest of Mercury in Virgo, whether he's direct or moving forward, 
has a lot of productive potential. So those dates, August 22nd to 24, September 13 to 15, and then October 2nd, they're the days when those classic mercury bloopers or mix-ups will be likely. You might forget something, you might miss a deadline. I'm thinking about these dates as the times when mercury mischief is most likely. This can include things like tech snafus, transport delays, scheduling problems, and of course, those classic crossed wires or misunderstandings with communication and in business. But outside of those dates, Mercury in Virgo is really on hand over the next couple of months, primarily August and September, to help you streamline and simplify your life by attending to details and small matters that all too easily get overlooked. A little change can make a big difference, according to Mercury in Virgo. So don't underestimate how much of an impact a small tweak can make in the weeks ahead. Since Mercury will spend such a long time in Virgo this year, I also wanted to share a very brief Mercury in Virgo mini horoscope. And it is brief. I wanted to highlight some of the topics or areas of life that you might be especially inspired to improve and reorganize during this cycle. Now, these tips and ideas are shared based on your rising sign or your ascendant sign. So listen for your ascendant sign rather than your sun sign. So based on your ascendant, here are the topics that Mercury and Virgo can trigger, activate, inspire you to reorganize. If you're an Aries rising, Mercury in Virgo will be in your sixth house. And so this is about health, wellness, work routines, daily duties, and anything to do with pets. If you're a Taurus rising, this Mercury in Virgo extended cycle will be in your fifth house. And so the topics for you are about romance, about happiness, about pleasure and joy, about connections to children. So those a lot of the fun types of things. And if you have kids, all about the planning and organizing to do with managing those children commitments and schedules. If you're a Gemini rising, Mercury in Virgo is going to activate that fourth house. And so if you're a Gemini rising, the topics that can come up for you are about your home, your living situation, any kind of maintenance or repairs or updates to your physical home environment, but also family relationships and any info to do with the past, your family history. So you're kind of looking back with that Mercury in Virgo activating the fourth house if you're a Gemini rising. If you're a Cancer rising, Virgo is your third house. And so Mercury here for this extended period is going to highlight all matters to do with communication and expressing your ideas and thoughts out in the world. This can be about writing. It can be about all kinds of learning environments, teaching, as well as things like social media and socializing. Leo rising will have Virgo on the second house. And so this extra long tour of Mercury through Virgo is going to highlight everything to do with money, cash flow, and income. So if you're a Leo rising, you'll be thinking about spending, about saving, and about earning over this next couple of months. For Virgo rising charts, this extended tour of Mercury is in your first house. And so you are being called to focus on yourself 
with uh, Mercury here for this extra long time. You're going to be curious about your personality. You're going to be focused on personal growth and self-development. You're also going to be questioning and maybe updating your attitudes, thoughts, habits, and behaviors. So personal priorities are it if you are Virgo rising. So the Libra rising charts will have Virgo on the 12th house. And so this extended tour of Mercury through Virgo is going to be about dealing with matters to do with working in private, needing reflection, maybe needing a little bit more downtime or alone time. It can be about reconnecting with spiritual and mystical matters. And it'll also be about everything to do with rest, retreat and downtime in general. So Scorpio rising charts, this is activating your 11th house, which is all about social connections, friendships, and it's also about luck and support as well as benefactors and networks. So this is a great time for Scorpio rising people to be rethinking and reorganizing where socializing and friendships are concerned. And it'll be also a great time to reach out to well-placed individuals that can help you with your projects. Sagittarius rising, this is activating your 10th house, the career and professional part of the chart. So over the next couple of months with this extended tour of Mercury and Virgo, you'll be questioning, reorganizing, reviewing career path, life direction, work roles and interest. It's also going to be activating matters pertaining to your reputation and success as well. Capricorn rising will have Virgo on the ninth house. And so this extended Mercury and Virgo period is highlighting topics to do with wisdom, knowledge, finding faith, making meaning in the world, but also more perhaps excitingly uh, travel and adventure and discovery. So this is a little bit more of an adventurous part of the chart. And so if you're a Capricorn rising, learning and connecting with people and ideas outside your comfort zone is a great way to go over the next couple of months. Aquarius rising charts will have this Mercury in Virgo cycle activating the eighth house. So financial matters are up for review and a learning process here. So anything to do with investments, to do with managing any debt or loans that you might have, matters pertaining to taxes, couple of family finances and retirement planning. So if you're an Aquarius rising, it's very practical about long range money matters and planning over this next couple of months. And for the Pisces rising charts, Virgo is seventh house, of course, the opposite sign. And so this is all about reworking and figuring out new communication strategies in all of your really important relationships. So all of the one-on-one -on -one interactions that you're involved with are up for review. So this is about romantic relationships, business partnerships, and all kinds of interactions with those significant uh, people in your life. So that is a very brief horoscope for Mercury and Virgo for each of the different rising signs. And my intention with sharing that is just to give you a couple of topics or pointers about an area of your life that you can organize, update, and make improvements in over these next couple of months. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. If you're interested in learning more about challenging aspects in the birth chart and how to talk about them, I hope to see you in the next live cohort of my Talking About Challenging Aspects class, which starts on August 7th. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next week.